in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey everyone, welcome to another brand new episode of the Top 10. I am uh, one of your co-hosts here, the outlaw John Roca. Uh, I am uh, the Sheriff Matt Nost. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, uh, uh yeah. I'm going to move the What is that? We don't want, no, around here. Oh, fucking what is that? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking to? matter. There's a specific Western quote, but I'm going to screw the uh, quote up and I can't get the, the wording right in my head, so... You watched me flame out right before your very eyes as I did nothing. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm Matt Nose. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Speaking of flaming out, please watch the latest episode or one of the most recent episodes of uh, of Matt Nose's other show where I got completely eviscerated by uh, Torino Arellano for the, for the love of God. Ridiculous. I was torched. Uh, torched. Although I did, uh, I did make a mistake on your show. One. <gasps> Settle the so, score. You did make a mistake. It wouldn't okay. have made a difference for you overall. You still would have lost, but it wouldn't oh. have been as big an ass whooping. So you're saying, okay, all right, all right, all. Uh, right. I'm just saying, all right. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, I screwed up one of the rules on, on the final round on the betting. Oh. If you bet zero, the what I say because it's never come up. Well, it hasn't come up for a long time when someone yeah. was willing to come back. You, they have to then name something else, so either a director or the lead actor or whatever oh. the case is, and then you can okay. trade back and forth on that. It hasn't come up, so okay. I should have it's still in its infancy. It. You know what I mean? We got to learn yeah. to to walk before we run. So you're saying not all of the votes were counted. You're saying there's some discrepancies in some of the vote, some of the voting. Is that what you're saying? I am. I am not saying that because we're upfront and honest about the certification process. <laughs> so that's why there was some discrepancies in the uh, overall. But we have all the proof for it, so it's it was, fine. It was a whooping. I still believe all three of you talked about it and we're like, let's let's destroy Roca. What that was a wide range that was not favored to either of the two of you. That's true. That's true. I go out of my way to make it sure that it's not. Or if I if we put one in for one person, then we put one in for the other. But it's gotta be one they both have a shot of getting. And it's worked out in that our favor on that before. Yeah. I, I want to play somebody who's not a massive fan of scores so I can have a shot. So I feel like I felt like I could have had a shot against her with some of your clues, but man, she just totally stomped all over me for God's sakes. She was she was pretty good at it. Andy was gleefully helping her do that, and now she's going off and uh, doing shows with Andy Merriweather, like uh, guest spots with Andy Merriweather. So that tells me the fix was in, man. The fix was in. Oh, are you gonna? Well, that's Riley's show, so go talk yeah. to Riley. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know anything about that aspect of it. Uh, but there was a slight. You were right on that one in in the moment. It's like, oh, this is this hasn't come up since way back when. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pushed on that. Uh, anyway, how are things, man? How are you doing? What's uh, what's going on in your world? Anything new? Uh, I mean, not really. Okay. All right. I, you know, slight variations in the same routine. Mm. Just I do these things on these days, and then. I find other like small projects to do in between and just right. you finish one, you move on type of thing. Right. 
Did you watch uh, the draft last night? Yeah. I mean, not. I just checked in with the picks as they were yeah, relayed. It's weird. I don't we, watch. We went out to get food, and I looked at the TV screen. And I was like, oh, that's right. The fucking draft's tonight. I just totally forgot. Um, I mean, you know, with the world that is the way it is now, you know? I was trying to explain to Catherine why this draft just was so bad. Yeah. Just so bad. And look, to me, it's 2013 with Anthony Bennett again. That means nothing to about 90% of the people that listen to this. That's a good point, yeah. But I'll, I'll relay what this draft was, and I think you'd be able to understand this. So the guy that got picked number one was yeah. interviewed a couple of days ago. And in essence, you boil it down. He said he'd rather be playing professional football, and he'd rather be a rapper than a basketball player. And <sighs> he just got, take, got taken number one overall. Yeah. So it's a weird year. There's no presumptive number one. No, there really wasn't. I mean, LaMelo Ball was being considered for number one, and I was yes. like, what? He can't you, shoot. What? He can't play defense. Yeah. What? How is this guy? He, he got picked third. <laughs> yeah, by uh, Charlotte, I think. Are you kidding me with that stuff? Ugh. Yeah. Literally, it, he has a bad shot, and he does not play defense. So, okay. He passes insanely well. He does. He does. Right. Cool. Third overall shows you how bad a year it was. He has one skill. He is a lead at it, but he is not so good at these others. Yeah. I, so I think I agree with you. That. I, don't, I don't see many of these guys having long careers in the NBA. I didn't see that there were a lot of – it wasn't a top-heavy draft in terms of – well, how can I say this correctly? It wasn't a talent-laden draft, in my opinion, with players yeah. ready to make the jump. Um, I think it's – well, it's very much going to be like 2013 in that hmm. – Giannis was taken at 13 or 15. Rudy Gobert was at 24. And those are yeah. now picks number one and picks number two. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, see that. And then Victor Oladipo technically would be third. And that dude has had a couple really weird injuries. One specifically. He's third. Yeah. So I would imagine we're going to be saying that about this one. It's a whole bunch of dudes where you ask people that watch and be like, yeah, he's good at this and this and this, but he yeah. sucks at these things. Like, okay, that's it's an interesting draft, man. There are a lot of like players, but not like Bennett lasted four years and then was out. Oladipo, yeah. Otto Porter, still around. Yeah. Cody Zeller. A lot a lot yeah. of journeymen or a lot of supplement. What do you call exactly. those players? Like bench players. But yeah. Cody Zeller, Alex. I mean, Len. Porter Porter would start. Yeah. Cody Porter. still, I technically I think might still start in Charlotte. Hmm. Uh, Nerlens Noel is in this draft. Yeah, exactly. He was he was flirting with number one overall for a, a right. while until he had that ACL. I think it was injury. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, to so those out there that don't know basketball, <laughs> whose name in that mix do you know? Maybe Giannis. Yeah, no, I'll keep going here. Ben McLemore is in this draft at seven. Yeah, they don't know that name. KCP. Kentavious Caldwell Pope is in this. You draft? know him now because of the Lakers. If you know him, you know him right. now because of the Lakers run. CJ McCollum is in this draft. I didn't know okay. that. You, you may know him, Portland, but I did sincerely doubt it. Right, Michael Carter Williams, MCW. Nobody knows him. Stephen Adams, maybe uh, for the Thunder. Maybe yeah, maybe he's New Zealander. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk. Nope. Shabazz Muhammad. I, I thought nope. Shabazz was going to be great. He played so well at UCLA. I thought for sure. Yeah. He was going to make the jump. So that was home. this year's draft watching last night. Like the Bulls at four Ow. took a guy named Patrick Williams in FSU, Seminole. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
I saw that. That was pretty highest cool. one in fifty years taken in the draft. <laughs> uh, because nobody had draft. any fucking clue. I hope he's. I hope he's good. Yeah, but it's not going to be transcendent at number four, and that's it's just a bad year. Yeah, this is interesting. Dennis Schroeder's in this draft. Yeah, interesting. Tony Snell, Georgie Dang, Mason Plumley, Reggie Bullock. So uh, Rudy Gobert, like you said, Rudy Gobert's twenty seventh. Wow. Wow. This is a fascinating thing to go back and revisit. How many of these are? How many of these players like only lasted a little bit, or are still somehow making yeah. a living? Like I mean, Mike look- Muscala's in this draft. <laughs> Shit. I mean, it happens every year where somebody gets drafted and then, you know, in the first round and a couple of years later, they're just basically out of the league. It happens. Yeah, but when yeah. the preponderance of people are, they're still hanging on to a job after seven years or right. they've been out Barely. for a year or two. Yeah. Uh, it's just stark. I am assuming that's what this one is going to be. I only like technically two dudes, but I don't know shit about those. I like three dudes. I like three dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Wiseman seems like a no brainer. Obi Toppin looks like Amari Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this Serbian dude that actually looks surprisingly good when you watch his highlights. Yeah. Great handle. He's seven foot, seven three wingspan. Great handle. Uh, can shoot from anywhere and plays good defense. The problem is his shot selection sometimes is a bit iffy because he's 18. Right. And uh, on defense, he's not that good at this specific thing, but it's like he's already good at this other. So I think you could coach him up and get him too competent at that. Right. Uh, so long as he finds the right situation. He went late. Yeah. In the f- mid, late, like uh, late teens, I think. Hmm. Okay. But I don't know okay. shit else. <laughs> anyway, that's that's been a wrap up with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Matt and John there. Yeah. Mini, mini drop and dimes episode. And then, um, uh, COVID outbreaks in the NFL. And oh, Jesus. Yeah. Everything what, across the board. What's your feeling about the Wonder Woman thing, man? Let's talk about that for a couple of minutes before we get into our top 10 here. It just dropped last night mm-hmm. uh, officially that they're going to drop Wonder Woman on Christmas Day, both on HBO Max in the U.S. and in theaters around the world, including the U.S. So like. What's your thoughts on that? What I I haven't seen. Are they doing the Disney Plus model of you got to pay twenty bucks or thirty no, bucks or whatever? It's included. It's included. If you sign, if you're if you subscribe, it's included. If you're not a subscriber, this is supposed to motivate you to subscribe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, and then I clicked on it and said it'll be released, and I saw all the dates, but I just didn't investigate further to know. Huh, what are they doing? The Disney Plus type of thing. Just giving it with the subscription. Yeah. Yeah. So I have HBO Max, so I don't I don't have to worry about it. But what does it cost you? It's well, it's part of the HBO package. Like you get it. If you have HBO, you get HBO Max depending on your carrier. Okay. So I have it because my Spectrum lets you get it as the essentially replaces that HBO Now or HBO Go app that you used mm-hmm. to have. Max replaces that for certain uh, cable carriers. Although, I, like I said, like I've, I've been trying to cut the score for four years. No, I actually, I've been trying to cut the cord for longer. But at some point, it's got to get done, and then I'll have to pay for HBO Max um, every month. And I think it's fifteen. I think it's fifteen, 15 bucks a month. Yeah, I think so. Which is not bad. I, I mean, yeah, they're just going to the same thing that AMC did and numerous other. It's a, a subscription service because my yeah, guess is. Yeah a certain percentage of those that sign up are just going to not cancel because the money is low enough and they right. generate consistent, you know, income. Yeah. 
And it's just a return on that sector for the overall corporation. And they have shareholders. So just like, yes, the movie division did 300 billion extra this year. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. because of the subscription service that we tied in with HBO Max. Well, I mean, they obviously, I can't imagine they do that going forward, but maybe the HBO Max release would be quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is, is that it would be quicker to put in motion for sure. Sorry about that. Just adjusting my camera a little bit. Yeah. It's quicker to put in motion for sure. Um, okay. You're a little, uh, laggy at times on oh, my I? end. Okay. I don't know how I look, but you look fine to me. So clearly it's my issue. Okay. So am I lagging, lagging still? No, but you're slightly pixelated. It's not awful. Okay. Let me, uh, let me go out and I'll come back in. Okay. I, I don't know. On my end, he looked about 80% crystal. You know, it happens. My my fucking setup lately has been, uh, or my internet service, rather, my setup. You know, I took time. I built this myself. Uh, I've been freezing a lot. So that's always fun when you do this. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's life now. <laughs> Am I better now? A little bit better now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I here's what I think. I, I And I'm going to probably tweet this and get a lot of shit for it. But, like, in my opinion... Um, this makes sense. I don't like that WB is doing this again because they do this with Tenet. You're essentially trying to get people into theaters, and this could facilitate the spread of COVID if people go. But this will also kind of solve – this will also kind of give people um, evidence of whether people want to come back to the theater or not. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. said, oh, it's not Tenet. Tenet wasn't the movie to get pe- people back in theaters. Well – you're releasing Wonder Woman at Christmas, and to me, that sounds like something that you want to uh, test out to see if people want to come back. And you can't have any excuses now. I mean, yeah, the COVID is spiking or whatever in, in certain states, which is terrible, but people are also being obstinate in a lot of these other states or all of these other cities. And are they going to go to the movies to see um, yes. the, the Wonder Woman, or are they going to stay home? And watch on HBO Max. So this is going to be a good litmus test to see what the studios will do going forward. And the second part of this is I think that the film isn't good, which is why I think they're releasing it this way. If you uh-huh. look at if you look at like Artemis Fowl was terrible. Uh Mulan was got middling reviews. No yeah. film, no like notable film that they spent a lot of money on that's been released in the theaters, got great reviews. Even Tenet didn't get the best reviews. So I just feel like they're doing this for their films that they don't think are going to make mo- or are going to be received not that well and saving their big ones for when we actually do go back. You know, that's, that's my theory. I, I may be way off, but that's my theory. Well, I mean, with something like Artemis Fowl, they were assuming they were starting a franchise, correct? Mm-hmm. And they when spent 125 million dollars in that movie, yeah. And when the the product comes out subpar, I can understand retacking and be like, "Oh, we can put it over here and recoup right. our costs." Whereas Wonder Woman is an estab- established, huge billion dollar franchise. Yeah, yeah. So to lose that, uh, and just because the movie's bad, even if the movie's bad, look at Transformers. Yeah. On average, those things. Do not do well with you know general consensus of opinion. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It generates enough revenue where they can just keep churning them out. Michael Bay has five houses in Malibu. Yeah. Uh, God loves him. Yeah, yeah. It's you know 
he figured out a formula for the world. Um, yep. Yep. So, yeah, I don't maybe. know. But maybe, maybe you're right. It just they because the expectations aren't going to be as high or whatever the case is yeah. because they, they won't be as well received. I don't know. I think that thing would do gangbusters regardless, but well, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't want it to fail. Certainly I don't want it to fail. Cause I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I love Patty Jenkins uh, directing it. So I don't want it to fail, but I have a sneaking in the back of my mind suspicion that this may be, and it doesn't mean that the movie's necessarily like, terrible terrible but it could be not as good as people were hoping and so maybe that's the reason they're driving because already the criticisms about the cg criticisms about Kristen wig being cast as a villain those have not gone away you know and she's cheetah right yeah she's cheetah right so you wonder if there's they weren't able to get over the hump or if the story's a bit weird or convoluted and of course bringing chris pine back after he died in the 40s you're like well how are you going to make that work? Is that a convenient thing or does that really work organically in the plot that you've put forward? And how is uh, um, Pedro Pascal as uh, Maxwell Lord? Uh, how's that working? So I just, I just wonder it's, uh, you know, like I said, it could be totally way off. It's a great fucking movie and it, it blows the doors off in terms of numbers and what have you, but I just have a weird feeling about it. Yeah. And it's also such a weird year that, we could find out in two weeks. Ah, we're actually going to release it in June of 21. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good You're like, point. okay, that's fine. We can't do anything about anything anyway. It's not, you know, I have right. no other movies to see, so you're not losing anything. Right. Right. Agreed. Uh, uh, anyway, um, just wanted to hear what you thought about that. Uh, today we are counting down uh, the top 10 films. Uh, sci- oh, sorry. The top 10 sci-fi films set on Earth. From the 2000s. So anything yeah. from 2000 to 2020 uh, qualifies uh, to be a part of this. And this was from one of our patrons, right, Matt? Yeah, from Charles J. Clark. What, what do you think of the title of uh, top 10 sci-fi movies set on Earth of the 21st century? <laughs> Say it again, please, because I'm going to change the edit. The top 10. It's such a long time. There's no way to get all of it in, though. <laughs> top 10 sci-fi movies. Yeah. Set on Earth. Set on Earth. Of the 21st century. All right. I'm going to do it. Uh, of the 21st century. All right. Jack Dodgers in the 24th and a half century. All right. Done and done. It's very uh, science fiction-y. So. I like it. I'm saving the changes now as we speak. Uh, yeah. So Charles uh, sent it in, and we have his list to read at the end. We also have shout-outs at the end of today's show. Yep. So stay tuned to that. That's our uh, monthly. If you donate $5 and above, we say our way of saying thank you is giving you a shout out at the end of the show. Um, so we will be doing that later and also reading Charles's. It's a, a tough list, man. Yeah, it's man. A tough fucking list. There was a lot of movies. And when, when I was doing this, because I remember you reached out to me and you said she would just do the last 10 years, last 20 years. I'm thinking, well, let's give ourselves a little more to choose from. 20 years could be fun. I had no idea. I would, how yeah. many fucking sci-fi films there had been? I was leaning years. ten. Yeah, yep. And halfway through making my list, I was like, mm, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. But it was too uh, late by that point. So yeah, there's uh, legitimately like seventeen. Yeah, yeah they're all least. really good. I had to leave off some super interesting and unique, fun ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that last ten would have been. Uh, but still, I mean, it makes for a hell of a, and then it becomes. Okay, so I'm going to settle on these 10. Right. How the fuck do I order this? Yeah, good point. 
how do I put these together? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. even I don't even agree with my order. I just started writing, <laughs> and I I just stopped. I just was like, there there it is. I'm not gonna fucking amend. I'm not changing anything. I don't because I can't come up with a better reason. I didn't even rationalize in my head because sometimes I do that and be like, ah, oh, this one's more of a this. Or I think I should put this one higher here. And I just it was like uh, almost that automatic writing where people just start typing gibberish until something you know it starts coming out. I just started with number one. It just was like, okay, uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I tried to avoid superhero stuff. I avoided uh, all superhero. There was one I was willing to make an exception for. Yeah. 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 But I chose not to put it on. Same thing. But, and I, and I chose, and I tried to focus more on the sci-fi aspect of it all rather than a combo of things, you know? So mm-hmm. I tried, I didn't always succeed, but I tried. Uh, and I tried to make some from uh, the most recent batch of films as well. So I think there's a good little combo um, of films, in my opinion. Uh, but there's one I left off that I was trying really, really hard to talk myself into putting on near the bottom of the list, but in the end did not make it. And maybe it'll come up on the show or something. So um, anyway. Yeah, fuck it. What was it? Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. I tried so hard. It Dude, was on my side, buddy. I tried so hard, man. I was the like, legitimate. Yeah. I want to talk about this. We're a fun show. We're a playful show. This is a great film. I bet a lot of people enjoy it, uh, but I just couldn't well, get it on there. Do you want to talk about what what almost made our list? And then we'll just quickly yeah. read off our top 10 at the very end. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll talk about these movies. Totally. This That's actually not a bad idea, actually. It could be one way to twist it around. And then people could be like, oh, no, really? Didn't make your list. Let's do it. Come on. All We've right. Been doing this show fun. for how long? Let's have some fun. All right. Fine. Okay. At the very end, we'll just read off. We'll go, I'll, I'll do the same <laughs> thing. I'll do my bottom three, but I'm not going to give any commentary. Okay. I'll just go bing, 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 and then we'll do Babe. your bing, bing, bing. We'll see how this goes. If this like this, this doesn't end up being an hour, just us talking about the other movies, then maybe we abort this. But oh, I don't know. I, I got a lot here on the side. So. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, do you just want to just start? Do you want to do like three at a time? How do you want to do it? No, that's a, you know what? You oh, do one, one I'll do one. We're fucking sounds good. Sounds good. We're free wheeling. Shit at the wall this week. Let's do it. All right. Go what do you it. got? Well, you started with Hot Tub. Tell us about Hot yeah. Tub. I love Hot Tub Time Machine. It's such a great film and very funny. Uh, and uh, the last time Chevy Chase was actually damn good in a movie. But John Cusack, you know, kind of uh, going back in time and touching that like gross point blank stuff, touching his 80s stuff. And him going back into the 80s is just brilliant. Craig Robinson is funny yeah. in this thing. Crispin Glover and the eternal quest to witness his arm getting cut off is hilarious. And even Rob Corddry, who I at times find very irritating uh, in some uh, some of the shows he comes up in. Although I do like his brother, Nate. I think Nate's a really good actor. He's a very amazing. Okay. But Rob, he's actually interesting in the movie and funny in the movie as kind of the sad sack member of this crew of guys whose life didn't really work out yeah. uh, in a way that was, you know, that he envisioned. Um, and so, and going back into the eighties, bro, it's like, that's where I, it's where I grew up. So for me, that, that's why I love it so much. I, I, you know, that you brought it up before the beauty of Cusack going back to the eighties when he was became John Cusack, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's also on some level on a meta type of level going back to relive his former glory days yeah, yeah. at playing this, you know, character, yeah. the actor, the, the, the guy that goes back and just like, this is super interesting. I, you know, he obviously had that thought in his head when he said yeah. yes to this. And I, I hope the producers did as well going, you know, it'd be great if we got somebody like John Cusack or yeah. Emilio Estevez or, you know, anybody that was, they were massive. Although Cusack was a 
bigger star overall, just right. more longevity. Maybe Matthew Broderick. Yeah, Broderick could have been fun. But I think by this point, Broderick was you know, Broderick's yeah. kind of like, you know, Cusack's you know, pretty perfect. Yeah, Cusack's still still somewhat relatively in shape, still radiates the leading man kind of quality. And so you can accept it. And he wasn't necessary. I mean, he only had like what two or three really notable lead projects in the eighties with say anything. Um, they're huge, but they're um, huge. Right, right, right. Especially for people of our generation. Yes. Type absolutely. of thing absolutely. where you were, you know, probably what closer to like 12, 13 or something when he was mm-hmm. popping off. Yeah. 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 And I was, you know, six or seven or something, but it was like, right. Oh, this is the super cool guy in high school. They don't get them type of eighties uh, had a lot of that where the underdog comes through, but in like a dorky yeah, underdoggy way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, now people just take glasses off and they're like, go from <laughs> dork to hot. And you're like, it's what is this Superman shit? She's all that. He's all, She's that. all that. I love that. They took her glasses off and be like, Oh my God. Wow. But I did like that movie. I did enjoy. She's all that. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. Actually. It's not bad. It's not I bad. thought she was going to be bigger than she ended up becoming. I thought for sure. Yeah. Cause her she's imprint. Cutie. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought Prince was going to be in those types of movies for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Good point. Um, um, all right. And don't ever see the sequel of Hot Tub Time. Don't ever waste your fucking time. I'm telling you, do not waste your time watching this. It will destroy your feelings about the first one. Yeah. Cusack didn't even come back because it was like, fuck all that noise. Um, all right. What's, what's the one you, what's one of yours? Okay. What's one of mine? So I'm, I'm looking through my side list and be like, okay, what, what do I legitimately know that I wanted to put on just because we don't get to talk about it? Yeah. Uh, Limitless. Oh, that's a great choice. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Cooper where it's a pharmaceutical and then it just basically unlocks all the part of his brain that isn't being used for calculations and whatnot. Right. And just this flowers for Algernon type story and his quick progression. It's so believable. The fact that it turned into a TV show, uh, I've thought about watching it a couple of times because I heard it's not bad. Yeah. I haven't seen it though, so I don't know anything about it. But, you know, at the end, with a little twist with uh, him and uh, Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little button right on the, the, the end of the movie. You think it's going to go one way and this little, little tight tweak. You're like, not so much. <laughs> and I thought it was perfect. I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much had it gone the way you think right. it's going to go. At least I thought it was going to go. Yeah. The way it seemed like they were projecting, they were going to. Yeah. Go. And yeah. the fact that it didn't, it was like, good for you. Like there's a much more uh, interesting take overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was part of the, this Bradley Cooper guy's got something. Even yeah. on these movies that don't do a lot, that's still a good movie. That's mm-hmm. a good sign for you. Yeah, absolutely. People like him. People just like him. And yeah. that and we've talked about a number of times, a star is born. Like that's the that's the one that lets you know like this is something he's been building towards in his career for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And he's played everything. Because I think in hot tub time, I think he's in hot tub. Isn't he the the bad guy? Isn't he one well, of the preppy? I mean, he's bad the bad dudes? guy in wedding crashers. He's yeah, he the is in wedding crashers. Boyfriend. That everybody likes, but of the waspy upper crust. Yeah, I love uh, um, I love Owen Wilson's line. I think he's like, "Oh, I'm getting a nice preview of what life with Ike Turner is going to be like here." <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. that movie. It's got so many good parts. It's got some parts that are su- supremely dated now. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can get in trouble with some already nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it still it still makes me laugh. God, why can't we get that Vince Vaughn again? Oh, dude, I know he's gone the other route now. 
there's no pulling him back at this. Although point. I'm willing to, if somebody told me tomorrow Vince Vaughn's got a good movie coming out, I would watch it. If I, it's a comedy, yeah. I'll even watch the serious. I don't if it's oh, good. Really? I oh, liked okay. him in Hacksaw Ridge. I thought he was good in that. Oh, I never saw that Cell Block Nine or whatever mm, that was. Right. I heard. I heard it was good, but I didn't see it. I want to go on a run of those films, like the the Nicholas Coster Waldo one. It's good. And that's what I've heard. And it's then not, the cell block say it's one. It's great. I think it's really good. That's about it. Okay. And the cell block one with Vince and then yep. the one with uh, um, Mel Gibson, the knuckles dragging across oh. concrete. I oh, okay. I thought you meant Gringo. I was like, I oh, liked Gringo. I thought Gringo was good. I saw Gringo. That was actually damn good, actually. Yeah, it was surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. Probably shouldn't be praising Mel. Uh, Matt, uh, we got we to gotta be seeing Fat Man soon. Uh, for sure. It's coming out, I think, next week. We got to do our review. <laughs> I mean, unofficially, until we review that, I have not seen it. And <laughs> oh man, it's still, I hate the way that makes me feel. Mm-hmm. I know. God, damn it. But no one can judge us. And I know this for sure. Sure, they can. No, no, because I know that every single person listening to us or watching us has one piece of media that they still like. And the person involved with that media is troublesome. If you're a Chinatown fan, you got to deal with Polanski, right? So yeah. that's a, if you like any of the Miramax stuff from the '90s, guess who produced it? Harvey Weinstein. So I, uh, Woody Allen stuff. It's yeah, it just Allen. so I think it's everyone because Mel is front and center, whereas those people are. You have to visualize them with the movie, and it's a different. He's constantly reminding you on screen at every moment. It's, yeah, that's the difference. Like that. I just think I just think no one can judge anymore because we all have that separation of art from artist and it's all subjective about which one is more offensive to you because of your own experience and I and I totally understand that and if you want to judge us go ahead but you know you're in a I think everyone listening or watching is in a glass house if they were to be honest with themselves and look at their collection of movies you know it's yeah it's tough it's tough um all right that was your choice there yeah, with uh, Limitless. If you've never seen it, check it out. It's completely worth it. And uh, yeah, Bradley Bradley Cooper on the come up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I really struggled leaving off War of the Worlds. I, I left really, it off as well. Yeah, because that is a damn good, damn good film. I think Spielberg directs it. Tom Cruise leading it. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Robbins uh, playing that creepy yeah, dude. Psycho. In the yeah, in the in the middle of it, there is some great, great work from Spielberg in this movie with tension, with the cinematography, the way he uses the light, the the design of the aliens, the way the story twists and turns, and at the end, yeah, it's an it's a kind of a flaccid ending because of how you can kill these things. But that being said, that's the book, yeah. so yeah, they could have made the change, I suppose. But I still enjoy the journey of the movie until they get to where they're going because that sound of those things shooting their blasters or their lasers out of their bodies, out of the machines is hmm. fucking unsettling, man. So yeah, those people catch your, Oh yeah, that too. Machines. Yeah. Those things were fucking Looney Tunes. I do love the theory that Tom Cruise dies when he goes to confront Tim Robbins, because the shift in the tone of the movie is practically a 180 oh, where the world is going to hell, hell, hell. He kills Tim Robbins. And then suddenly the aliens die from bacteria within 20 minutes. Wow. Because it's the final part huh. of the movie. So it doesn't feel as disjointed when you're watching it. And right, then right, right. I saw that theory online years ago and I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Cause it does make a pivot. So now I'm more willing to accept 
the reality yeah, yeah. Uh, that is created at the end because it is a, a fantasy of a dying man. Right. That's a good point. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I never would have thought of it. I can't claim. <laughs> I'm like, watch it again and watch through that. Watch it through that prism. That'd be fun. Okay. All right. Anyway, it it, I know, it, it. It, when you stack it up against the others that are on the list, it's like, mm. I, I think I rewatched those and I don't have that same problem unless I'm buying into the conceit that he did die. The ending is so anticlimactic. It is. It is. Where it was bacteria all along. Be like, I, I realized that worked for people 50 years ago. Right. You know, when, when the radio play came out, people went out and attacked water towers. Oh, that's right. That's thought, right. You know, it's, they were getting acclimated, you know, talkies, <gasps> like type of this. It's so the idea I think needs to progress as well. Yeah. It's kind of like when Pete Jackson just brings King Kong from the island and then suddenly they're on Manhattan and his, the way he justifies it is, well, they didn't show it in the original. And she'd so be like, well, because it was fucking rudimentary claymation. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> just, be be impressed that they pulled off that final scene. Yeah, exactly. that's really or the final big climactic ending. Yeah, in 1933. Yes, you're using yeah. computers. No, it's not the same, and you fucking know it. Yeah, that's so that's that, what, yeah yeah. Just to get to that ending, be like it was bacteria, and be like I, they traveled. Yeah, so far, and they were hibernating in yeah. the earth for so long for so long you, you tell me they don't have scientists they don't what? have like this isn't supposedly intelligent life forms so the, well, because they were in hibernation the bacteria couldn't get to them a b they already have to have something that protects them from the vacuum of space right. pretty sure that same technology would work against bacteria yeah so true. what happened there just like <laughs> this doesn't there's a lot of flaws in this also the military tactics are so well executed in this movie and you're like if you're that smart you're gonna forget about bacteria or you're not gonna figure out yeah, the bacteria it, is the thing especially because you probably have an issue with bacteria in on your planet and so yeah. you're not gonna think that's something you check I don't know. It just seems logical. You're right. It's like, it come does. On. Although, I mean, it could be more, perhaps because they moved on, right? Their, their mm-hmm. civilizations are more condensed, so they don't have as much immunity to bacteria as they do viruses, because viruses spread quicker mm-hmm. in those types of communities. So you might be able to sell me on that. <laughs> but even yeah. that seems like a stretch because they still have spacesuits. Do they not? You know, <laughs> they're or- they seem to be organic life of some kind. So, I yeah, that's yeah. where it, that's why it's it's like no other movie on my list does that. Uh, and I don't fault, I guess Spielberg. The only I fault him is like maybe take a different choice, but it's easy to tell. Yeah, right. Picasso, one too many brushstrokes. Like, uh, <laughs> just cut a few notes and <laughs> yeah, exactly just. <laughs> One sire. Uh, fuck you. Which ones? <laughs> That's the one. That one. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what about you? Um, so another one that I uh, was uh, contagion. Oh, yeah. See, but, I see that as a disease one. I don't see it as a sci-fi, which is why in my mind I don't go there. But yeah, it totally qualifies, though, because it's a... It's a contagious it's science-based fiction. I know. That's why it was like, it kind of violates when I think sci-fi, I don't yeah. think this, which right. is just, 
a permutation of what reality could be, but not some authoritarian state in the future or right. something like right. that. Uh, so it hit a little too close to, to reality for it to be the fictionish, you know, aspect of it. Right. Right. Even though it is fiction, it's completely made up. So it's an arbitrary reason. Uh, but it's like, ah, I don't know. It just, it kind of violates, but it is science fiction. It is really good. And, uh, you know, if you go look it up now, when the pandemic hit, we all noticed it, that that outbreak and anything else related to this type of shit, you know, uh, uh, contagion went from one of their least watched to only Harry Potter was beating it in the, <laughs> in the filmography of what is that wb yeah wb yeah they have contagions rights so <laughs> they went from 280 something to i looked it up on this because i was just like what year did that come out uh so it would have worked but i was like ah it's not it's not quite right well not quite what i'm going for for this list right right yeah i agree with that too um i've only seen it once but okay. it, it's great performances but I mean, it's it's an unsettling film, and I think even more so now. And some people love watching. It's like to me, it's akin to watching a plane crash film in a plane. I'm just like, why, why would you watch Contagion during a pandemic? I don't understand the glutton for torture. Uh, okay, you're doing there. That's my opinion. I, I don't judge anybody. I'm saying, I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just think tempting fate. The plane crash in the movie would have to be something along the lines of what happens in Contagion. I'm saying to draw a direct parallel between it's like being on a plane and watching a plane crash movie just because we're all yeah. sitting in the midst. And this is like, wow, there's the absolute worst case scenario. Spanish is, flu on an international scale. Yeah. What is the best plane crash movie? What is the best plane crash you've ever seen in a movie? Uh, is it, is I it, mean, I, yeah. The only part I like of Superman Returns. Oh, yeah. Genuinely look back is when he stops that plane from crashing. In the theater, because I saw it with my brother, and we took his two uh, boys, and yeah. we looked over the tops of their heads because they were young, and we both went, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> but the rest of the movie was just really, really sad, yeah. like depressing. It was basically the Eeyore of, of superhero movies. Uh, let's see, but best plane crash. I mean, I think the Air Force One plane crash is pretty awesome at the end. Okay. The Final Destination plane crash. Oh, yeah. That is fucking excellent. Yeah. Woo, yeah. World War Z. Oh, yeah. That's a good They do the grenade and it sucks out all the zombies and then they eventually go down and come to, but you don't really see the full scope of the crash. Yeah. Flight. Flight. Absolutely. Yeah. Flight. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> the Sith, okay. When it comes down, they're trying to... Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I mean, the um, the Dark Knight Rises is pretty awesome, even though it's Ooh, kind of a staged was... plane crash. It's a pretty awesome plane crash. Yeah. Yeah, that, that no, that as the preview, the 10-minute preview or whatever, if you go oh, see yeah. certain movies in IMAX, and seeing that Knowing that they were going to fix Bane's audio, yes, yeah, uh, which they kind of did. Yeah. It's still a little muddy at times, but that alone was a hairs on the back of the neck, almost standing up type of like, wow, they are really pushing the envelope and setting a different bar. I can't wait to see this. 
Yeah. And uh, ultimately, you know, disappointed, but it, still an enjoyable movie. Just the, the holes, the flaws in it. But that plane scene is mm-hmm. it's pretty second excellent. to none. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, is that your, is that, that was the one you just had, right? Yeah. Contagion. What else you got? Um. Let's see. A lot of choices, man. Yeah. Um, let's go with source code. Uh, source okay. code was so yep. close to yep. making my list. Duncan Jones uh, on. I think this is right after. I think this is the next one we did right after Moon. Um, I sounds about right. I really enjoyed this one. Jake Gyllenhaal, Vera Farmiga, Jeffrey Wright, um, and the 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 way the film starts to uh, pull you into the story, mm-hmm. and then when the twist happens, is perfectly timed. Uh, in the movie when the twist happens and you start to understand what this is all about you you just kind of sit back in your chair when you're watching go and start thinking about all the different myriad of possibilities uh that got to this situation that can happen Mm -hmm. and what this kind of um life would be like you know because he's stuck in this thing trying to help them recuperate or find out who did what and once he does it's over and you're just like, oh my god, this is a lot to kind of conceive of and think of. And it's got great performances, great action. Michelle Monaghan plays the girlfriend of the girl, the love interest in the movie for Jake, and all of that that occurs. And then, the, of course, the twists in the government and the military as well. How yeah, that comes about is pretty great. And of course, it's got a great father son story right underneath, bubbling underneath the surface as well. So there's so much about this film that I thoroughly enjoyed. Very crafty and clever. A, yeah, unique um, idea for a film. Mm-hmm. And as it slowly unfolds, it just draws you deeper and deeper, kind of being engrossed within, like, what exactly is going on here? And then when you figure out yeah. that first, that uh, almost God's eye shot of Vera Farmiga. Oh, yeah. The, the reality of that, once it sets in, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a little bit antsy in mm-hmm. the theater thinking about if I was in Jake Gyllenhaal's position. Right. Like, what would what you a, do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a, what a, a terrible yet kind of beautiful thing. At least there's something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just brutal. It was, it was a tough omission. I mean, this is a, a legitimately great list. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, what's one you, that you didn't put on? Okay, I excluded it because it's more fantasy, so I'm gonna throw it, I'm just gonna throw it out there because we never really talk about it. Rain yeah. of Fire. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's dragons. You it know what I mean? Dragons. Yeah. You could say, well, they're aliens over here, and we've never seen another alien, but I know there have never been dragons on Earth. <laughs> so that's that's the I wrote it down and instantly went, Well, that's fantasy. <laughs> That's the uh, hill you're willing to die. There were never dragons on earth. All right. All right. I respect it. We have not until there is proof. <laughs> then I am happy to, uh, but then spits fire. No, not right, fair, fair. Spitting pterodactyl. Fire. Okay. <laughs> I'll give yeah, you pterodactyl. Some, something like that. Sure. Yeah. You ever see like, you ever go and just, uh, at least I do. Yeah. Start thinking about it like a specific dinosaur or variations of one. Be like, oh, what was the, the smallest? What was the largest? And you see some of the wingspans on those flying dinosaurs and be like, I can't yeah. I can't put together a 43-foot wingspan. Like it's, That doesn't make any fucking sense. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding yeah. me? 
some of those great nature documentaries like planet earth or blue planet or whatever. And they talk about the ancient ancestors, like the dinosaur ancestors of these uh, mm-hmm. current uh, animals. And you hear the size of the, especially when you're talking about the water, right? Of any place on earth, the ability yeah. to grow to massive sizes, water allows you a huge amount of space to do so. And so hearing about the size of what sharks used to be, the, the early sharks, what they used to be, uh, and the early whales and the size and the scope of them, it just makes you just sit there in awe thinking about how massive that could be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't end. Yeah, right. And I, it doesn't even you know make sense on some level that that existed here. Right. Yeah, great point. Because yeah. we don't really have... I mean, the, the atmosphere, there was an increase of oxygen in it. So that's why you got larger mm-hmm. dinosaurs. We used to have bugs that were obscenely big. Yeah. Um, but just looking up into the sky and seeing like a 50-foot wingspan, and there's more than one of them. And yeah. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so death from above? Death from above. Okay. <laughs> and then, trying uh, to tell me? yeah, exactly. And then you go in the water and what plesiosaurs, I think they are ichthyosaurs. Yeah. The fucking long ones with the necks. And then every time they show them with these teeth, like those, those deep sea fish, those angler fish and whatnot, these just massive, disgusting jaws. You know, oh, like, okay. So HP Lovecraft nightmares. Used to roam. <laughs> what is that? All right. Owen Wilson say 2% excited, 90% scared. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I excluded Rain yeah. of Fire for that. Uh, but what about Super 8? Did you like Super 8? I did like Super 8, but it's not one I necessarily put on or go back to. And I think maybe yeah. because pe- so a lot of people didn't like it, it makes me question my own opinion on it. Because I remember just having a good time in the theater. And I remember loving that it's a combo of Spielberg and JJ. And JJ had a lot of the similar upbringings, uh, similar upbringing than, that Spielberg had. So they were able to combine their own different experiences as young kids who were shooting these kind of sci-fi films at a very young age with their cameras and seeing that kind of, them kind of uh, remember that time or pay an homage to that time with the movie. So for me, I like it for that. I like it for that. Um. I know that some of the people that that saw it in my world felt it was too sad, too like depressing. Oh, really? Okay. Well, for its intended audience, they assumed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, this generation's ET meets Goonies type of thing, right? Uh, but I appreciated it for the darker elements of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how everybody's you know the sheriff's uh, storyline ties in with. Uh, the one guy who lost his wife and who's now yeah. an alcoholic is the father of the girl that's in that group. And when she gives that little speech to everybody just blown away on the, I mean, acting from such a young performer and be that powerful and the connection that they have with the alien overall, the kids do. I thought it was a really nice blend. I just, yeah. uh, I've only seen it a couple times and compared to this list, like, dude, I've already seen that movie like 10 times. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's nothing against Super 8. It's just like, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And that movie's come up on other lists, and Super 8 just never comes up. Yeah, yeah. Run it back to see it. It, Yeah, Yeah. it's like it's on the cusp of making lists, but it never really does. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll toss in uh, uh, Deja Vu. I didn't put that on my list. Okay, the Denzel. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it's he's jumping back and forth in time. Uh Yeah. 
to figure out this crime. And uh, Paula Patton, it's the first time I ever saw Paula Patton, I think, in any. I was like, oh, wow. She's like, she looks just like Halle Berry. He's just like, wow. Okay. Who's this? Use the rest real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. And then um, I, who else was in this thing? Oh, Val Kilmer. Right. Val Kilmer was in this thing, too. So that was a lot of fun to see what their interactions were going to be like. Plus, it's Tony Scott. So that's always been a good combo for Denzel and Tony Scott. They're such a great working team. Man on Fire, Crimson Tide. Um, and I think a couple other films, just great stuff for both of them. I think Unstoppable is Tony Scott as well. So, but like for me, that's what I enjoyed about it. Like that idea of having, um, you know, having a, uh, uh, stuff that's like mental, mentally messing with your mind and jumping back and forth in time. And also whether you can stop something from happening, you can figure out, and then him falling in love or, or feeling affection for the Paula Patton character in the memories just fascinating stuff to consider when you're watching that film. So I really enjoyed it uh, for that. Um, and who else is in this movie? Hold on. Let me take a look and see who else is in this movie. I know it was a number 2006. Wow. It's been 14 years. God help me. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Jim Caviezel. Cause I think Jim Caviezel plays the, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but he's an important part of the movie. Bruce Greenwood. Right, right, right. Um, Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Elle Fanning is in this. So there's a lot of people uh, throughout this movie. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it for what it is. Yeah, he's an ATF agent who joins a unique investigation using experimental surveillance technology to find the bomber, but becomes obsessed with Paula Patton. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. It was a good one. And, you know, people kind of denigrate Tony Scott, too. It, it drives me nuts, man. Yeah, I know Ridley has done some epic cinema that will last the test of time, mm-hmm. but I would argue that Tony Scott consistently made better films than Ridley Scott. I think there's less misses than hits on Tony Scott's resume than there are on Ridley's. I think there's way more misses on Ridley's resume compared to his hits. So that's a percentage wise. I think Tony Scott did a way better job overall yeah, but uh, it, as a director. Did you think Ridley's peaks though are so much higher? That's what I mean. That's, that's why he gets more yeah. reverence, more love. So for the film fans, the fans of the medium, he's a name that you think about, right? With Tony, he satisfied film goers. So there's the difference. Film lovers versus film goers. And they do Plus, intersect, but yeah. Well, didn't, we knew Ridley first. True. So True. Tony was always going to be, you know, well, you know, maybe did he get here because of Ridley? Like, no, he's really talented in his own right. Yeah. Movies. You got The Hunger, Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list the ones that I think are good. Days of Thunder. I love Days of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Last Boy Scout, True Romance, Crimson mm-hmm. Tide, Enemy of the State. A lot of people like Spy Game, uh, Man on Fire, mm-hmm. Deja Vu, Taken of the Pelham, one, two, three. I like that remake. Mm-hmm. And Unstoppable. So that's 13, in my opinion, that are good. The bad ones are the ones that are usually considered not that good. Revenge. The fan. Yeah. Domino. And that's it. Three that weren't that good. Yeah, just putting it out there. Yeah, but, you know, Ridley has Alien, Aliens. He's got Blade Runner. Good point. Let's take a look at Ridley. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he's just, he's got iconic within the genre. Martian. Yeah. Martian, great movie. That's a, that's the difference where 
Tony put out, churned out, like Man on Fire, we both love. Yes, we do. Alien. But the average person probably uh, may not have seen it, whereas they've seen The Martian and they dig The Martian. Yeah. They've seen an alien, you know, franchise movie at some point. I get to 11 on Ridley. Uh, 12. I liked all the money in the world. But with Ridley, you've got yeah. Alien, like you said, Blade Runner. I'll defend Legend. Uh, Black Rain, I'll fucking defend him. I died. I love that 80s cheesy film. Thelma and Louise. G.I. Jane. I like that. Gladiator. Yeah. Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Matchstick Man. I think both of us like Matchstick Man. Yeah. Um, American Gangster, The Martian, and then All the Money in the World. Th- those are the ones that I think are good. So maybe 11, 12. And then the ones I don't think are that good, The Duelists, I don't think is that good. I so saw it's kind of boring. Someone to Watch Over Me, which is a weird one in his resume. Tom Berenger and uh, Mimi Rogers, I think. Well, let's look at that casting. <laughs> it's just a weird... It's we'll a weird people, one. But- yeah, <laughs> I wish that would come up with a show. That's a five fucking pointer if I ever heard one. But of course, these kids aren't going to put films like that on there. They'll think some random thing from like, you know, Scream 7 is of value. Um, White Squall wasn't received that well. No. Hannibal Hannibal is kind of half and half. Eh. Right, right. A Good Year. Eh. Robin Hood. I, uh, I kind of like Robin Hood. You do? Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I'll move I, it over. I was more than willing to have them do a sequel. Oh, okay. It was because it, to me, they were setting up. That was the, we have to lay so much groundwork for the story we're trying to tell in the right. second and third. And I was, right. I was more than willing to go with it. Whereas King Arthur, I thought was not good. Oh, King Arthur was terrible. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And I didn't care if they set up a sequel it's kind of like Unbreakable. We both enjoyed it, and we're like, this is really... But it takes so long to to get to that final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt yeah. the not the same about Robin Hood, but I was like, there's something there. I liked that. It was good casting. I liked the idea of Russell Crowe's Robin yeah. Hood, and and uh, Kate Blanchett as Maid Marian, and Oscar Isaac as is, is, uh, is Prince John. It happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the Happy Time Murders, or whatever the fuck that was called. Oh, yeah. I think there's a good movie in there somewhere, but they're never going to do it. Right. But, but I'm point. probably in the... 30th percentile, you know what I mean? Or 30% mm. of the think that there maybe could be something here. Mm. And everybody else made up their mind that this was terrible. <laughs> what about Body of Lies? Do you like Body of Lies? I do like Body of Lies. Okay. All right. We can move that over too. I, but- I don't love it. It's nowhere near a bunch of those others, but I enjoy Body of Lies. Okay. The Counselor is no good. Okay. Ex- Exodus Gods and Kings is horrible. Didn't see that. I didn't want to see that. I can't defend that. Yeah, he did. Did he really? I, I, that was a bad one. I, I can't defend Prometheus or Alien Covenant. So, <sighs> Prometheus, man, I love it and hate it simultaneously. Yeah, right. That is the God's honest truth. I love it and hate it. I think that's a great way to put it, man. I think I share your sentiment as well. There are some great, great fucking scenes in the movie. Oh, and just then there incredible are perplexing. scenes. And then there are some perplexing moments. You're like, why is this in here? Yeah. Why is this happening? This doesn't make any fucking sense. You just set up a character who would be diametrically opposed to this action. Yeah. It violates everything that you've told them about it. And we've only heard that fucker say five sentences. Yeah. And now the geologist is lost. 
using the navigation system that he fucking created and everybody else can figure out. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. Plus, and then the <laughs> who's the animal expert? I don't know what his title yeah, would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's rightfully fearful of the pile of bodies they just found. And then the cobra snake thing, it gets right in his face like, look at this little guy. I'm sorry. Both of these characters have only said three sentences apiece. Yeah. yeah. They both just violated. <laughs> and then it gets to something else like later on, like in that uh, uh, when the she's giving birth. The yeah. thing that comes out of that is oh, so amazing. It is, dude. He just it grabs the so face is. and pulls in. You're like, oh, my God, this is. At certain yeah. moments, I think it is excellent, and others are just like, I, I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. But I have watched it uh, several times. Yeah. Whereas Covenant, I will never watch again. I saw it. I'm good. Yeah. I, I, I tried Covenant once, and I, I, yeah, I saw it in the theater, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not I thought he was going to repair the stuff from Prometheus, but he doubled down on the stuff that I didn't like about Prometheus and made it more of the movie. And it's like, oh, man, what's happening? It felt like a, a, a direct. Uh, a video type of storyline mm-hmm. just didn't yeah. feel like it was made for wide release type of to yeah. me it didn't i don't know it was unfulfilling from moment one to the final scene i was like that was a waste of fucking time yeah yeah uh, um what's another one for you uh like i'm trying to bounce around you know okay. stuff we may never or rarely talk about all right what about um rise of the planet of the apes oh yeah that's is that the first one the first one okay so the first one didn't make my list the second one uh, the second did, one does but i'm not telling you where i've seen until fine. we get to it but yeah the first one i i just i'm not a franco guy all the way you know so uh, oh here's another one franco's kind of troublesome so if you have a franco movie or you like james franco a little troublesome so has that been know. proven that's been the pretty much the uh the accepted thing about him oh you know, really okay or i didn't know if it was a handful of allegations not to say that the allegations don't have merit yeah but when we're saying like Mel is problematic, it's like we have recordings. Oh, that's true. The recordings are insane. Yeah, we have proof of that. So it's much more palpable. Um, yeah. Whereas I'm not dismissing the allegations. It just proof solidifies yeah. how I should feel or at least helps solidify how I should feel. Five, five former women accused him of sexual misconduct, legal representatives for him. And this is 2020 responded to the allegations calling them quote false and inflammatory and quote attention hungry women yikes so that yeah. was his response to it that's a little well let's see how it goes mm-hmm. that response doesn't sound good yeah that don't seem like that's the right response but who knows yeah um either way yeah so i i'm just i just think the first one is good for laying the groundwork i think the second one was really really good with coba and caesar kind of having their battle while jason clark and the humans are trying to figure out what to do with these the growing power of the apes you know all of that and the mm-hmm. natural um suspicion that goes along with it so uh, i like that but i like what matt reeves did with those last two films more than what uh rupert graves i think did the first one yeah I know Reeves did that that second one. Yeah, second and uh, third one. Uh, the weird thing is, usually the second, I think it works out for both of us, in the trilogy is the favorite. And yeah. I think my favorite is the first one. Okay. Rupert Wyatt. Rupert Wyatt. My bad. Rupert Wyatt. Yeah. The third one I was not a fan of, and everybody tells me I'm wrong. The third one is good, dude. I like the I, third one. I didn't enjoy it. You didn't, huh? Okay. Nope. 
I, well, you I, the only I one wanted the only one. a completely different movie hmm. than what everybody else wanted. Uh, which, you know, what are you going to do? But I've yeah. had on more than one occasion, people tell me that that one, I am wrong on that one. <laughs> That's fine. I, it's not going to change my opinion. Unfortunately, I wish it could. I wish you could just be like, dude, no. And be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like you treat a dog bad. No. Like, okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So, but the, the first one, when Caesar says no. Yeah. So blown away in the theater. So blown away. Andy Circus crushes uh, as the, you know, the, the stop or the mm-hmm. uh, character actor behind Caesar. And uh, I, I'd like the, this fucking man-made stupid thing got away from us. What yeah. are we doing? Yeah. Why are we doing this? That's coming. You know that, right? I mean, it's coming. We're so fucking stupid as a species. It's totally fucking coming. I just, something that blatantly <sighs> stupid. I would, uh, you would hope that scientists and those involved would have seen that outcome. Now, if we put that technology in the hands of a simpleton, yeah, hundred percent. This totally could work out like this. I believe it every time. Yeah. But Whereas, we have these vaccines coming through, right? 90%, uh-huh. 95% of it. We're rushing them through these testing processes because this, this guy wants some kind of credit that this happened on his watch. But we don't know yet the long-term ramifications of these vaccines. So maybe rushing them through, somebody missed something, somebody made a mistake here that normally wouldn't register, but now is in the vaccine and who knows how that's going to react to people's DNAs once they mass distribute it for millions of people. So I'm not trying to create, you know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist or anything. I'm just putting it out there. I just feel like if you rush science, it's never good if you rush science, in my opinion. Okay. But to allay your fears, we also don't know the long-term, you know, side effects of aspartame, the sweetener. Ah, true. We have no idea what that is going to do to us or if it's going to affect us going forward. Why has there been an increase in, in allergies of all kinds to young mm-hmm. kids? True. Why are more kids, you know, susceptible to uh, asthma or succumb to asthma rather not succumb right. to, but develop yeah. or uh, autism? Like, I, I don't know. There's either we were misdiagnosing or we've done something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's not like suddenly tens of thousands of years just deviates this quickly right uh, or we just didn't have good accounting of it before no fucking clue no idea <laughs> and I, there's so many of those open-ended uh yeah i'm not fearful of the vaccine i'll if vaccine is offered i'll happily take the vaccine yeah me too i'm not fearful of it i'm just saying that there's a possibility you know that I'm yeah they are rushing but with scientists rushing the technology to develop Vaccines too has made a quantum leap in the past with gene editing and whatnot. Good point. Very good point. So you can speed up certain aspects of the process, but you're right. The long-term testing that we would normally do, at least as far as the, yes, the drugs efficacy, but it's, it's an impact a year from now or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, We don't have the time for that. That's true. That's true. So you have to, Weigh the risks, and is it going to be worse than hundreds of thousands of more people dying? Yeah, that's a fair point. Absolutely, I don't know. Point. It doesn't seem like it to me, but I'll wait for a scientist to tell me because they've crunched the numbers. Yeah, right. So that's their job. Agreed. <laughs> tell this idiot what his <laughs> dumb dumb brain should be doing. Hey, dipshit, 
You should really do. Trust me. Trust me. You don't even know a third of the words I'm about to say. So just fucking believe me when I say. Okay. They're all saying all right. the same thing. All right. All right. I'm going right. to fucking take your advice on that. All right. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, is it my turn again? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, um, uh, I I couldn't put in Ex Machina. Did that make your list? Ah, it made the bottom of okay. okay. like a rewatchability. I was like, you know what? Look, is it? But when I talk sci-fi, like I also think fun escapism too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I end up being some of the most rewatched movies for me, so I was like, ah. but it did. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'll tell you the one superhero film that I was thinking about. Okay, which is Iron Man. Oh yeah, you could make a case. There's no superhero shit in that. Right. But just him sciencing and engineering this fictional technology yeah. and whatnot. That's and a great point, man. Yeah. It's the only one that I could think of where it's the stakes are I mean, you could say, I guess two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three, nah, once you get in Guy Pierce's character with all that glow people, lava, whatever the fuck. Yeah, extremists. People. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, now we're taking it to superhero territory. But the first one's Obadiah has the same type of suit. Yeah. It's a terrorist it, cell. Yeah. And only because Stark created the uh-huh. suit. So, yeah, you're right. Actually, that's a very good point. Neither one of these guys, because not even like Black Panther, because Black Panther takes a thing that increases his abilities. Yeah. But with Iron Man, it's literally a human being inside of a suit, and it's now, all driven by his brain. Yeah. His intellect and his money. And his desire, I guess. It's a lot yeah. of things, but it's just still it's not full on superhero where yeah. he has some weird ability or was given this, you know, a la Captain America shot to turn him into Captain America type of thing. So yeah. like, now this is still just a dude in an updated piece of medieval armor. Yeah. Uh yeah. so I was like, ah, but you know, Iron Man comes up on a bunch of lists. So I, I was happy to to keep. I'm not happy to, but it was it was an easy cut compared to a, a bunch of the others. Yeah, I don't disagree. That's a great uh, choice, actually, because it's it's not superhero. Yeah, the only right. You think right. of another? I mean, in this time frame, because otherwise you could say Dark Knight, but Dark Knight Rises was never going to make my list. Right, right. Um, let me see if I've got anything. Well, because I left them off. Like it's Spider Man's bitten by a radioactive spider. Uh, yeah, exactly. All the Avengers, except for, you know, except for Black Widow or whatever, they're all they all have and Hawkeye, yeah. but they, they don't have their own thing, so it's not they don't lead the thing. Yeah, maybe um, after Black Widow's next one. Possibly. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. Even Blade, because Blade is bit by a he's a vampire. He is a vampire, rather. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, actually. There's not a lot of the one. There's not, I mean, Iron Man might be the only one. Right. Because Superman is what he is. Uh, Wonder Woman's from another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Batman and Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. The only two. Yeah, because I was trying to think of some. Well, V for Vendetta, even, which is on my side list as well. I didn't put it on because, like, he's altered in some way by experiments. Yeah, the experiments. Right. Right. So even he couldn't, doesn't qualify in the Iron Man type of thing. I still think it's futuristic sci fi, but I think it's more 
a political commentary than it is yeah. necessarily a sci-fi film, which is why I disqualified it. Yeah, I, I did too. It suffers from the same thing as Contagion. Mm. It's like it is fiction, but it's also a reality that could exist. We've had authoritarian states, yeah, and now authoritarian state that uh, you know has control over pharmaceutical companies and media companies and whatnot makes all the yeah. sense in the world. It Absolutely. is fiction, but I don't. It's not. It's not what I was going for. Right. Right. Um, you, you pick one. It's my turn to hit the, uh, hit the restroom real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, let's see what else on here. Cause I got a whole bunch. I can ask him about that one. When I get back, primer is a good one. If you guys have never seen primer, it is a tiny budgeted time travel movie that works insanely well. Uh, it's got a good story. And it's just a tight knit. It's a couple guys and they're like, they're basically engineers doing a startup almost in one dude's garage. And they've been working on this idea for a long time. And they end up discovering that it's a, uh, they create a time machine. Time machine might be strong. It's more like a time loop. And they can go back for like a set number of time. uh, So they can almost be in two places at once on some level. Uh, but it's got perilous implications down the line that you didn't really anticipate uh, when it first starts. So I would thoroughly recommend Primer. I like this show. Like, do I know if we're ever going to do this one again? No, but it is an interesting idea. Let's talk about what didn't make our list. Because people ask all the time, oh, would this have made your list? Or how come you didn't have that? It's just like uh, uh, week in, week out, there's so many of these. I wish I could uh, screen cap what I'm looking at right now, which is my overall list. I have typed out. I use a Google Doc. I have a full page and I take out the margins when I'm doing this because I'm, you know, who cares? Uh, so I have a full page of choices for Jeff for the, for the past 20 years. So the one I'm going to ask John about is to whether or not he considers, which would be uh push the Chris Evans. I think it's Dakota Fanning. I think that might be too superhero-y to make this, but I enjoyed push. It's fun. To me, it exists in the same realm as like Jumper, which is Hayden Christensen's uh, movie. And he can kind of like jump from Cairo to London instantaneously through almost a portal typey thing. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, but Push seemed a more uh, complete story of this weird little offshoot. But I think it's too superhero-y kind of fantasy to make a list like this. So uh, it sounds like he's back. I'm looking at my list. Pull up. I hear. I hear things in the background, gang. Uh, more chatter coming in. Oh, he's eating something. He went to the bathroom. He got himself a fucking snack. I threw something right in my mouth. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. Yeah. What were you at? Uh, I brought up uh, Primer, that time travel one, and then oh uh, yeah, Push. But I didn't think Push counted. It's a little too superhero-y. Oh yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Who's in that one? Bit. Is it Hayden Christensen or who's in Push? Or is it uh, Christensen's in Jumper? Oh, Jumper, that's it. I get all it's those. Chris Evans and I think it's Dakota Fanning in oh, Push. Wow. She playing his sister? Please tell me she's playing his yes. sister. Okay. Yes, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I would I'm about ninety nine percent sure. That one never comes up in the Schmodown. Really interesting. I liked Push. Think. I didn't like Jumper. Okay. Okay. Um, you got yeah. another one? I mean, we can, uh, uh, yeah, I got, uh, I mean, I would throw, let's see. What's a good one. I mean, snow piercer. I didn't, I, I didn't. Yeah. 
that's maybe that's on the bottom of my list. Maybe okay. not. Okay. Then I'll, I can skip that one. Um, oh, here's one. And maybe we'll roll on, but like um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I, oh, I assume that was making your list. No, because that's a love story. That's a mm-hmm. Yes. Does it have sci-fi elements to it? Absolutely. Yeah. Because of the idea of removing memory and what have you. But it's a pretty basic thing because we all forget memories. We all lose memories as we get older, certain people, blah, blah, blah. But like this is just some technology they've come up with to do something that you naturally do as a human being uh, after a little bit of time, right? And so to me, it's more about um, a commentary on relationships and love. And if we repeat the same patterns, are we always going to be attracted to the same people? Is it inevitable? It's that kind of conversation more so mm-hmm. than futuristic sci-fi stuff. Um, so that's why I discounted it. But it's, you know, obviously it's one of my favorite films ever. So it was tough to leave that one off. Um, well, you want to do, let's see, I'll bring up yeah. one more and then we'll close it there and we can yeah. do our, Sounds good. we still yeah. got shout outs and we got Charles's actual list. Oh, right. All right. Let's do that. Um, it was a tough cut. So the last one I'll bring up, um, and I don't, I don't know if it's, it may become up one or two other times ever, but, uh, her. That's on my list. Okay. Yeah. Had to put that one on my list. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't sci-fi E enough. Mm-hmm compared to my other sci-fis and okay. once again i don't it's a nebulous defi- definition i couldn't i couldn't right. put it down but it's on your list so that's good subjective to both of us yeah absolutely um okay so i'll give you so i'll give you my bottom three and then we'll just oh, yeah. go straight through sounds good so i had snowpiercer at 10 okay i had district nine at nine okay and then looper at eight so we don't pump right we're just telling our no, we'll just do it straight okay through. so then my uh, 10 oh yeah sorry then my 10 my yeah. three okay and we're not going to talk about these movies, right? We're just going to nope. go through them. Going okay. straight through them. All right. So then my number 10 is Terminator Dark Fate. Close cut. Yeah, man. I had to put this one on because I want to defend this movie and fight for this movie. Uh, number nine, have to put on Transformers, the first one. Okay. Even though even the Bumblebee was in the conversation as well, I just it was think Transformers has more, you know? Yep. Number eight is uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. It ends up with your eight. All right. Yeah. So my seven was Ex Machina, which you uh, was a mm-hmm. cut for you, and then uh, six was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Ah, right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Then my seven is Lupa. Um, okay. And then my six is The Invisible Man, the one from this e- this year with oh. uh, with. Uh, oh, I didn't see uh, that with uh, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah, man, I can't encourage you enough, dude. It's really only heard good. good things. Yeah, it's really really fucking good. Um, all right, that was my uh, six. Five is Arrival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you got? Oh, five is her on my list. Okay. Yeah. Four is uh, 28 Days Later. Or 28 oh, Days Later. Right. Yeah. Nice choice. See, I see that more as a horror, which is why I didn't put it on my list, but it totally qualifies because of True. how that goes about. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my four is District Nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, three is Edge of Tomorrow. That's my three. Uh, two is Minority Report. Yeah, I left it off the list. Really? Yeah, I did. Uh, I I've watched it so many times. I know I'm going to see it again too. Um, what's your two? Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my number one is Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, 
I, I didn't put it on because I to me that's a post apocalyptic film. Okay, I can so, buy that. Yeah, but the, but I totally it's part of sci fi in my head. Yeah, it is considered a it is in the sci fi category for sure. Uh, and then my one is Arrival. That's my number one. Um. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. spot. All right. So let's All do right. these real quick. Does Edge of Tomorrow jump up to number one since our threes? Or are we doing? I don't know. Our- Is that what you want to do? Sure. We could. All right. Maybe. Done. All right. Uh, uh, arrival probably next. Yeah. Sounds about right. Where do you have 2049? Six. Uh, that's my two. Um, I have my one. Okay. Which I'll, is- I'll do Blade Runner there because we both have it. Yeah. And then, uh, oh yeah, that. Um, I have my two, which is Minority Report. Oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah, sure. Since we don't have anything in common, I think for the rest of the way, right? No, we do. We've got Looper oh, and Looper. District Nine. Okay. Yeah, do you have Looper? Looper is seven for me. District Nine is four. Okay, so. Yeah, so mine goes there. Okay. Looper. Looper. Um, have my four 28 days later. Okay. Next highest. Uh, her at number five. All right. Her. And next highest, I have my seven. I have my six, the invisible man. All right. The invisible man. Is that it? Oh shit! All right, let's do this thing. Uh, <laughs> let me read, let me, wait, let me read what you uh, put up here. Hold on. Oh no, I guess I can't. All right, the top ten science fiction films that take place on Earth from the two thousands. Yeah. At number ten, The Invisible Man. At number nine, Her. At number eight. 28 days later. At number seven. Looper. At number six. District nine. At number five. Minority report. At number four. Mad Max. At number three. Blade Runner 2049. At number two. Arrival. And our number one science fiction movie set on Earth in the 2000s is... Is Edge of Tomorrow. That's right. Or Live, Die, and Repeat, whatever title you want to go with. But yes, Edge of, I like Edge of Tomorrow so much better than so do Live, I. Die, or Repeat. So. Live, Live, Die, Repeat is the tagline, not the title. No, they changed the title. For the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Good point. It's the tagline. It's, it's not yeah. a fucking title. <laughs> um, oh, we have uh, Charles Liss. Oh, yeah. Let's hear that. He said, this was a tough list to put together. There have been so many good science fiction movies made in the past 20 years as we see a rapid growth of real-life technology and science that was once thought just dreams. I love this genre, and I wanted to set this category on Earth because so often movies set in space get lost in their own world instead of focusing on the emotional conflicts. I think these movies do a beautiful job of that. At number 10, he's got A Quiet Place. At nine is Looper. Eight is Her. Seven, Minority Report. Six, Children of Men. Mm. Five Ex Machina, four Snowpiercer, three District Nine, two Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Number one is Eternal Sun- Sunshine of the Spotless. Wow, he had it number one. At number All one. Right. 
I respect that. I can respect that. Whew. All right. Good choice. Good lists. Good list. And a quiet place I didn't even think about to put on the list. Me either. I see that as a, you know, uh, alien movie, but certainly qualifies. It's a great choice. Great choice. Yeah. If, if all these other alien, you know, Super 8 or uh, uh, War of the Worlds, we talked about almost made a list. Yeah. I know a lot of people are going to come at us for Children of Man, but it's just I just don't like it as much as everybody else does. I do like it. I just watch all those others more. Yeah. That's where I made the ultimate cut list. Okay. Um, all right. So we have our shout outs to close out today's show. And this is, yeah. our, this is once again, our way of saying thank you to everyone that supports us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 uh, with the number 10. It's $5 and up. You get to participate in our show topic thunder. You get to send questions in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also get a shout out at the end of the month as our way of saying thanks. And um, I have no idea who starts this. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Michael Bauer. Colton Thompson. Henrik Winterland. Tom Daniel Williams. Phil Knuckles. Ryan uh, Latonin. Ray Roche. Robert Miller. Ryan Payne. Colson Kuliopoulos. Callie Onkin. Justin Kelly. Ruben E25. Uh, Lachlan Skinner. I'm sorry. I should say that again. Ruben Enriquez. Sorry about that. Uh, Nancy mm-hmm. Mallory. Benny Haste. Charles Kim. Joseph Curran. Fred Castillo. Edward Wilshire. J. Scotty St. Clair. Charles J. Clark. Sam Monzovi. Zachariah Kaufman. Jeff Dickin. Sean Labua. Francisco J. Torres. James Nost. Hello. Connor Teal. Michael D. Dyke. Hey, Robert Francisco Surase. Michael Kelly. Tim Reimert. Brandon Monroe. Dominic Greaves. Uh, whoops, scrolled down, took me out of place. Cody Rexford. Uh, Eric Bruin. Matt Simmons. Kyle Beckworth. Jonathan Carroll. Jeff Kelly. Jeremy Bowers. Joshua Stitz. James Petty. Billy Gilliams. Christopher Brockman. Blake Gant. Haley Morton. Uh, Cameron Chapman. Alex Russell. Matthew Pullen. Hans Eskelson. Bobby Michael. Daniel McCarty. Stephen Armstrong. Paul Cree. So Paul, Drew Burkhart, Stacy Flores, Luke Allison, Mark Fawcett, Kristen Kurtz, Bobby Carney, hey, Gareth Weldon, Ian Horner, Timothy R. Williams, Chris Lemke, Nick Baldwin, uh, Johanna Lenaverta, uh, GIC 317, DJ Red Hot Cox, <laughs> Jordan Wiltshire, Kyle Spahn, James Leggett, Ahmad Ali, Darren Bush, Angela Dashner. James Winstead. Uh, Pasquale Bufamante. Dan Petraglia. Bernie Knapp. Yo, Sean Scott. Albert Weiradharma. What's up, Albert? Christopher McIntyre. Louis Berrigan. Josh Lawrence. Chelsea Lewis. Arilardo Fuente. Reagan Lovig. Rodrigo Valverde III. Stephen Westaway. Lawrence Witt. Uh, Andre Cont- Constantinescu. Steve Schluckemeyer. Catherine Samuels. Hey, Todd Whitkey. Houston Bodley. Philippe Hunt. Uh, Roque Ariana. Keith Archer. Matt Hannigan. Maurice Robinson. Alan Snuffleupagus Bennett. Marcus Davenport. Brandon Caridi. Michael Schmurr. Ravi Prasad. Joe Farrelly. Charlie McKenna. Uh, Gunner R. Mark Munchaka. Josh Mabry. Jan Via Canazar. Matthew Jansen. Ben Cartwright. 
Nizar Alabasi, Juan Reyes, Josh Murphy, Josh Sachs, George Menchaca, uh, Dale Varley, Cody Markham, Phil Neglia, Chris Consiglio, Wayne Murphy, Ashley Prowls, Edward Dalvins, Johannes Schmidt, David Gregson, Andrew Herbs, uh, Sam Fernando, Evan Zoller, Thorsten Amuler, uh, Eric Bloor, Zach Butts, Jacob Pullen, Philip Lane, Kevin Fuss, Jen Kemp, yeah, Ben Archambault, Ryan McKenna, Andy Tan, Brian Akins, uh, my man Mike Shea, Alexander Marzonia, hey, Alex, Gar- uh, Garth Wazenant, I think I'll get uh, that right. Deborah Torres, Matthew Picardat, Mike Barrington, Ed Buskirk, Jeff Saliba, Noel Kelleher, Jim Payne, Scott Kohler, uh, the one and only Cinephiles, <laughs> Thanks, Steve. David Mitchell Baker, Andy Ortiz, John Keefe, Kristen Smith, oh, Matthew Lee Craven, Marcel Behrman, uh, Craven, sorry about that, uh, James Trapani, Drew Enns, Dan Nye, Seth Shearer, Laura Deverson, Andrew Hayes, Matt Yund, Andrew Marker, Chris Jones, Luke Larson, Chris Cabrera, Julian Key, Robert Haley, Christos Alexakos, and Anthony Castlenova. Is that correct? Is that everybody? That is correct. That is everybody. Oh, oh, all right. Well, thank you all so much for being patrons of the uh, Top 10 show. We can't thank you enough. Uh, you guys have been, uh, page- been patrons of the show for a very, very long time. A lot of you, those of you who are new or relatively new, thank you so much for taking a chance on us. And please, Tell other people to come aboard the patron train. You get so much content for your money here from the top 10. So please uh, go ahead to the uh, Patreon, www.patreon.com slash the top 10. Tell them all about it. And for those of you who haven't become patrons yet, like I said earlier, $1, $5, $10, what you spend on Starbucks coffee one time in one day, you can be supporting one of your favorite podcasts here every month uh, on the top 10 and on the Patreon. Yeah, we um we appreciate everybody that helps us. It means yeah. the world. It's been a tough time for um everyone out there. So the mm-hmm. continued support of so many people over the duration of this fucking crazy pandemic uh has meant yeah. the world to us and it's really helped. And we can't thank you enough. So we hope you enjoyed the shout out and the content that we've given you. We're gonna continue churning that out and uh, close out this uh, uh the 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 inaugural uh, golden tickets. Um yeah. working on the second round and uh You'll be hearing that actually the week after this one. We'll have another one on that Monday. It should be out to, you know, usual time. Nice. So uh, good luck to everybody that's competing in round two. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Uh, please check out Settle the Score anywhere you get podcasts. And uh, that is it. Yeah, uh, please check out that. It was a lot of fun being on that uh, episode with Dorina Adeliano. So check out all the stuff Matt's doing over there on Settle the Score. A lot of fun. And Andy Merriweather, very, very funny guy. A lot of fun to have uh, some fun yeah. banter with him. Uh, you can follow me at the Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget our, our YouTube channel as well. If you're not watching and only listening to us, you can watch us do all our shows over there on the YouTube channel. Uh, just type in the, the, the top 10 and our names and it'll come on up there and you can go and subscribe and we've monetized the channel so please if watch if you watch any of our stuff or go through all that and just just watch five minutes of it gives us a view 
click like, leave a comment. The more likes and comments you leave, it raises the visibility of those episodes and allows us to make a little bit extra money uh, on the side there with YouTube. So please go and do all of that to patronize our show. And of course, come and find me on my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca says to see all the stuff we're doing there as well. Uh, All right, that's it from us. Thank you all so much. Have a great, no, have they just had Thanksgiving? Hope you all had a good Thanksgiving, right? No, it's the, yeah, it's a couple of days after this. So okay. yeah, enjoy your Thanksgiving if you're here in the States. And um, I don't know if you guys have a similar harvest festival celebration this time of year. We hope you enjoy that. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you next time on the Top 10 Show. Take care. Ooh.